to see you all here. Um, look, I wanted to uh, go back in time a little bit. I wanted to thank the worship team this morning for, I don't know, just yeah, creating an atmosphere. I know that Jesus is the one that is moving and the, the Holy Spirit is the one that's speaking to me during that time. But I really wanted to thank that worship team. Um, and can I also share with you what what I heard this morning in worship? Sorry, I'm on the brink of like tired, exhaust fatigue, right? I feel like I might burst into tears at any moment. So watch out. Uh, front row. <laughs> um, splash learn. Anyway, I feel weak as. I feel my body is weak. My mind is weak. And as we were singing, Alleluia. Hallelujah. I just very clearly heard the voice of God. You are weak, but I am strong. And isn't that just good news all the time? Look, I've got something I'm going to say. I've got something amazing to say this morning. <laughs> it's not because I'm a really good like writer and planner or anything. It's because I'm just reading from the word of God this morning and it's amazing. So I'm going to share it with you. Um, can I start? by rereading the passage from Isaiah chapter 9, verse 6. Nathan read it to us last week when he uh, started uh, this little Advent uh, series, I guess. Um, So I think I've got it ready on the... Yeah, great, just this one, just verse 6. For a child is born to us, a son is given to us. The government will rest on his shoulders and he will be called Wonderful Counselor, Mighty God, Everlasting Father, Prince of Peace. And that last word is what we're going to talk about today, peace. So if it's, no, I'm not going to say if it's okay. I'm going to pray, whether you like it or not. Um, Heavenly Father, we just come to you right now and we ask for you to speak to us. We want more of you and less of us right now. Um, we, yeah, we know that you desperately want a relationship with us and so that's not the battle. We just, um, Holy Spirit, ask that you help us to, I guess, open our hearts a little bit um, and just be prepared for what you have to say to us this morning. Amen. Okay. Right now, in this busy, busy season, I don't really feel like I'm in a very peaceful place at the moment. I don't know about you guys, you know, the hustle and bustle and the excitement and anticipation of Christmas and, and the going to the shops and not being able to get a car park anywhere, even though you're only there for a click and collect and it's meant to be, you know. Anyway, I'm sure none of us would describe this as a particularly peaceful time. Um, and for me, look, working in a school right now, I'm about to go into the last week of term four. And I am very excited because I have peace marked in my calendar. On Friday, the 16th of December at 3pm, that's when peace begins. And I cannot wait. It's going to be great. Um, Also at the end of term, if you've spoken to me recently, you might know that we're getting a puppy. Ah! And we all know there is nothing more peaceful than a new puppy in the house. So I can't wait. It's going to be great. Um, anyway, so we're talking about peace today, and of course it's Advent, and therefore, of course, we're going to look at some of the Christmas story today. So I've pulled a few passages, I think I've got four of them 
luck, so I'm so sorry. But I've got four um, for us to look at from the NLT. So if you want to whip out your phone and follow along, go for it. But they will be up here as well. Just to set the scene here, um, and we're just we're talking about sort of events that are happening in the lead up to the birth of Jesus, right? So the first one I'm going to read from is Luke, uh, chapter 1, verses 11 to 13. While Zechariah was in the sanctuary, an angel of the Lord appeared to him, standing to the right of the incense altar. Zechariah was shaken and overwhelmed with fear when he saw him. But the angel said, Don't be afraid, Zechariah. God has heard your prayer. Your wife, Elizabeth, will give you a son, and you are to name him John. Now, I know that that's a bit... Like just out of the blue, I didn't really give you any context before that. But the main thing we're focusing on here in this story of Jesus is the angel's response to Zechariah's fear and overwhelm. It was a proclamation of peace, wasn't it? Do not be afraid. All right, now we're uh, jumping ahead a bit. Luke chapter 1, starting at verse 26. In the sixth month of Elizabeth's pregnancy... God sent the angel Gabriel to Nazareth, a village in Galilee, to a virgin named Mary. She was engaged to be married to a man named Joseph, a descendant of King David. Gabriel appeared to her and said, Greetings, favoured uh, woman, the Lord is with you. Confused and disturbed, Mary tried to think what the angel could mean. Does anyone else really like the description of confused and disturbed? I just, I feel like that describes me like 70% of the time, confused and disturbed. All right, Uh, Mary tried to think what the angel could mean. Don't be afraid, Mary, the angel told her, for you have found favour with God. You will conceive and give birth to a uh, son and you will name him Jesus. He will be very great and will be called the son of the most high. The Lord God will give him the throne of his ancestor David and he will reign over Israel forever. His kingdom will never end. There it was again. Don't be afraid, Mary. In response to her confusion and state of being disturbed. I don't know how to phrase that. Uh, But there it was. Matthew. We're going back a couple uh, books of the Bible. Matthew chapter 1. Starting at verse 18, this is how Jesus the Messiah was born. His mother Mary was engaged uh, to be married to Joseph, but before the marriage took place, while she was still a virgin, she became pregnant through the power of the Holy Spirit. Joseph, to whom she was engaged, was a righteous man and did not want to disgrace her publicly, so he decided to break the engagement quietly. As he considered this, an angel of the Lord appeared to him in a dream, Joseph, son of David, the angel said, do not be afraid to take Mary as your wife. For the child within her was conceived by the Holy Spirit and she will have a son and you are to name him Jesus for he will save his people from their sins. Do not be afraid. I know you know where this is going. Uh, Luke, again, chapter 2, verse 8. That night... I believe this is a little bit later in the story. That night there, was, uh, there were shepherds staying in the fields nearby, guarding their flocks of sheep. Suddenly an angel of the Lord appeared among them and the radiance of the Lord's glory surrounded them. They were terrified, but the angel reassured them, don't be afraid, he said. I bring you good news that will be, bring great joy to all people. 
the Saviour. Yes, the Messiah, the Lord has been born today in Bethlehem, the city of David. And you will recognise him by this sign. You will find a baby wrapped snugly in strips of cloth lying in a manger. Do not be afraid. I know. Do not be afraid. I don't think it's a coincidence that all of these accounts portray the angel, the messenger delivering this message of do not be afraid. God is doing something. So there is no reason to fear. God is fulfilling what Isaiah promised hundreds of years prior and he's involving you in this plan. So don't be afraid. There's nothing to fear. The Prince of Peace is coming. So don't be afraid, right? All right, uh, let's talk about what the biblical authors meant when they wrote about peace, shall we? Have we all heard the Hebrew word shalom? Shalom. I like it. The word shalom refers to peace um, and is also like a, a greeting in itself. Someone, you know, saying hello or farewelling you would use the word shalom, kind of meaning peace be upon you. Um, and peace, I guess the, the way that we know peace is sort of a broader meaning of the word shalom. The, again, the word that would have been used, especially in the Old Testament um, of the Bible. But the primary use of this word shalom in scripture actually means wholeness, completeness. A um, a derivative, which is shalem, um, is an adjective (laughs) uh, used in scripture to describe things that are whole, full, fair and correct. So when we talk about the type of peace that Christ brings when he comes to earth, This is what we're talking about. Not the peace that I've scheduled for myself on Friday afternoon um, or the peace that I try and create for myself every morning by sitting down with a cup of coffee, but this wholeness, this completeness of life. I guess these are the kinds of um, images we often portray in our minds when we think of peace, like, I don't know, sitting in a resort somewhere. (laughs) Or going out for dinner and the the kids are being babysat, you know, like those sorts of images of of peace. Um, I saw this um, painting once and I went diving on the internet trying to find it. I couldn't find it. But I saw this um, painting, it was presented to me once as an illustration of what peace looks like. And so, I don't know, you might want to close your eyes because I'm going to describe this to you. It was off of a cliff face and gushing waters from a storm lightning in the back, trees blowing over. And in the middle of all of it was this little dove just sitting in the refuge of one of the rocks on the cliff edge. And it was the sweetest (laughs) little image, but like in the midst of the storm, right? (laughs) In the middle of chaos, we can still somehow find peace. Sometimes we create these moments for ourselves um, to kind of try and put a pause on the pressure of life. <laughs> and we just want a bit of rest because maybe work has, you know, never been so stressful or we just need to catch a break because we've received a lot of bad news after bad news after bad news. Well, often it's like the little things, like we're just, when we're desperate for peace, sometimes it's because nothing's going your way and then you get stuck in traffic and you are just desperate for a bit of peace, 
Like suddenly you, you're not acting in the way that you would normally act. Or like you've been interrupted for the fifth time in the same conversation and you're like praying in that moment, God, give me peace right now. Is that just me? Um, look, there will be times when we can take moments for ourselves, and that's, that's great. There are times when we can have moments of quiet and rest and distraction. But there will also be times when our plans for this superficial moment of peace will fail us. So I need something greater to count on. I want wholeness, I want fullness, and I want the peace that Jesus brought us. 2022 hasn't been an easy year for a lot of us, right? Some of us have been searching for peace, waiting for peace all year long. And maybe we haven't found it because we don't actually know what it looks like. Like this image of peace in our head isn't quite what peace really looks like. Like we think it looks like calm and we think it looks like nothing going wrong and everything is sweet. But this painting that I described of rushing, gushing water, overflowing, (laughs) trees blowing and breaking and lightning in the back, it doesn't look peaceful. It's not calm. It's not quiet. But that little bird that took refuge in the rock in the midst of the storm, I believe is what peace looks like. Um, Jesus said in, in John, I've told you all this so that you may have peace in me. Here on earth you will have many trials and sorrows, but take heart because I have overcome the world. Isn't that good news? And this is what Jesus is telling his disciples in the lead up to his death on the cross. So long after the Christmas story, Jesus still promises us this peace that we can only get through him. Another promise Jesus made to his disciples before his death was that even though he was leaving to go back to his father, they would not be alone. He would send a helper, an advocate, right, to be with us. It's the Holy Spirit that he will send after Jesus is long gone, he will leave us the Holy Spirit. Um, And we know that the Holy Spirit provides us with peace, right? If you know the fruits of the Holy Spirit, we've got love, we've got joy, we've got peace, the others. Um, (laughs) So let's go back to Isaiah's prophecy. Can we have Isaiah chapter 9, verse 6 up again? For a child is born to us... For a child is born to us, a son is given to us. The government will rest on his shoulders and he will be called Wonderful Counselor, Mighty God, Everlasting Father, Prince of Peace. And then verse 7 says, his government and its peace will never end. Even long after Jesus' death, even long after he leaves earth, his peace will never end. The Prince of Peace left earth but not without a helper, not without an advocate. Can I read more of God's word? Matthew again, chapter 11. Jesus says, Come to me, all you, uh, sorry, all you who are weary and burdened, and I will give you rest. Take my yoke upon you and learn from me, for I am gentle and humble in heart, and you will find rest for your souls, for my yoke is easy and my burden is light. Are you still searching for peace? Go to the one who's given you a helper, right? Are you trying to plan your way out of a storm? 
Go to the one who's given you a helper. When life robs me of the peace that I've created for myself, (laughs) I want to be someone who has wholeness and completeness and peace because I've accepted the peace that Jesus offers us. We're going to go full circle now. All right, we started by talking about fear. Do not be afraid. I'm going to read a bit more of the Bible. Uh, 1 John chapter 4 says this. We know how much God loves us and we have put our trust in his love. God is love and all who live in love live in God and God lives in them. And as we live in God, our love grows more perfect. So we will not be afraid on the day of judgment, but we can face him with confidence because we live like Jesus here in this world. Such love has no fear because perfect love expels all fear. If we are afraid, it is for fear of punishment and this shows that we have not fully experienced his perfect love. We love each other because he loved us first. We have nothing to fear because of God's love for us. The Prince of Peace came for us because of God's love for us. We can have wholeness and fullness and this complete peace because of God's love for us. What do we need to do? We need to go to him, abide in him. We can face all things in confidence because we live like Jesus here in this world. And Philippians says the same thing about coming first to our Father. Philippians chapter 4, starting at verse 6. Don't worry about anything. Instead, pray about everything. Tell God what you need and thank him for all he has done. Then you will experience God's peace, which exceeds anything we can understand. His peace will guard your hearts and minds as you live in Christ Jesus. Before worry, before fear, before stress. Actually, in fact, instead of all of those things, let's replace our fear with the peace of God. Let's replace our worry and our stress with the peace of Jesus, the peace that exceeds understanding, the peace that I can't describe properly because I don't understand it, peace that we can't create for ourselves by arranging our lives neatly. Let's come back to the Prince of Peace. Let's go to him. Let's abide in him. Look, I I want us to do something this morning and I might ask for like a bit of, you know, ambiance music or something in the back. I want to pray for all of us this morning, for peace, for full, like wholeness, completeness. But I don't just want to pray for you. I I actually want you to do something. Like if, if you would like this peace, if you would like to go to Jesus this morning, and I'm not saying for the first time only, I'm saying if you just want to ask the Holy Spirit again for peace, then I'm going to ask you in a moment just to raise your hand in the air. And that's just our, our little action to say, yes, Jesus, I'm, I'm coming to you. I'm asking you for peace. I'm done with trying to figure this out by myself. I want to ask you for peace. So, if that is you, if you would like to ask Jesus, the Prince of Peace, for some completeness, some wholeness this morning, if you would like to go to Him, can you just lift your arm in the air?
Father, we come to you this morning, we run to you this morning. Thank you that you are a loving Father that knew that we were not okay and knew that we needed a Prince of Peace. Thank you that no matter how heavy our burden is, you are strong and you can take care of that. No matter how weak we are, you are strong and you can take care of us. Holy Spirit, right now, we ask you to fill us with your peace, with shalom. Give us wholeness, give us completeness, give us peace that exceeds our understanding so that even when we, you know, go back to work tomorrow and there's something just driving us insane, we have wholeness and we have completeness. It's not the situation that has changed. It's you living in us, Jesus. Holy Spirit, help us to look like Jesus living here on this earth so that we have absolutely nothing to fear. Help us to walk in confidence in you, in this peace and this completeness, in this fairness. I don't have the words to describe it, God, but this is just what we are asking for. And you have promised it to us, Jesus. Help us, yeah, as we stand up and have conversations this morning and as we walk out of this building, help us to be a changed people. Again, on the inside, Holy Spirit, fill us fresh. In your name, we pray. Amen. Amen. Okay. That's all I have this morning. But how good that we have a God, a mighty God, a wonderful counsellor, a Prince of Peace that we can call upon anytime. You're sitting like you want to say something. All right, here you go. Thank you, Sarah. Good word, isn't it? Gift of peace that Jesus brings. Can, can I just push a little bit more? Is that okay? Like, like we sat and we, we prayed for peace. Can I tell you that I believe that this praying for peace is an act of warfare? Can, let me explain. Let me explain. This, the thief comes to steal, kill and destroy. Worry, anxiety is plaguing our communities, isn't it? The actual prayer for peace is, I believe, an act of, of warfare almost. Like, and I know that there are some people who are held captive to worry, that are held captive to anxiety. And, and we have this gift that Jesus offers, which is a, a gift of peace, of wholeness. I just wonder, again, and as a community, I, I would love to keep praying. I would love to pray for those who need a breakthrough with peace. Can we do that? I know the music stopped and we, the atmosphere's gone or whatever, but, but that, that's the point of this. So I just wonder in our, I, like I, I talk to people and I know that I need peace. This peace that, that this gift of 
of Christmas, a gift of Jesus. That what Paul writes about in Philippians 4, 6, don't worry about anything, pray instead about everything. But then he goes on to say, uh, but like remember my goodness is really what Paul's saying. Like remember God's goodness. Then you'll experience God's peace. Thank him for what he has done. Fix your thoughts on what is true. So actually, Paul gives us also a little extra. Like, don't just ask for peace. You have, there's, a, there's an act of warfare. There's an, there's an act that we have to do too. And that is, we give thanks to God for what he's given us, acts of gratitude. But also fixing our thoughts on what is true and pure and noble as well. So I just wonder in the room, if there is anyone who is needing that extra measure of peace. And we've prayed and we believe that God will do that. But you need that extra breakthrough. I just invite you to stand because we want to get around you and we want to pray for that to happen in these moments. Can we make that happen? So I invite you right now, if this is a moment you need that extra measure of peace, I invite you to stand in this moment and we want to pray for you. Couple up the back. Yep. Is there anyone else? Yeah. Can we can we get around these people? I don't I don't want, let's pray. Let's pray it into being. And I wonder those who who are getting prayed for might start speaking out the good things God has done in your life. Might start speaking out like, what are you thankful and what are you grateful to God for? What are those things that I can fix my thoughts on? So we're going we're gonna to pray. We might put on some background music just to, to keep a bit of confidence and uh, let, let's pray. But God, we thank you because you're good. We thank you for the great word that was preached this morning and the good news of your peace, your wholeness that is available to us. But in these moments, we, we come before you pleading, God, for wholeness. No more worry, no more anxiety, no more fear. Uh, we ask that your perfect love might come, but, but, but that you bring peace, that you bring this breakthrough. We pray in the name of Jesus. Come and bring that peace right now. Let's pray for these guys, get around them.